and Cloud. We're an online church, and I'm Olivia. I'm Jamin. And I'm Casey. And today we're talking about reconciliation. Yeah, we've been on a series about forgiveness, and we've hit on a few different themes within it. Uh, today we're going to get into um, the ultimate desire or hope for fully lived out forgiveness. And this is this is a tough one. This is not a promised one for forgiveness. You are required by biblical standards to always forgive. Ultimate fulfillment? Yeah. All right. If you and I are at odds with one another, we can <laughs> we can forgive one another, right? Which means you've released all the debt that that I owed you. Mhm. I've released all the debt that you owed me. But there may not be a like we may not be able to always reconcile after that. Right. Which for us, we have been able to. Uh, we've gone through some moments at times that have been tough, but... Yeah, especially that first time when I met him. Ugh. I was going to say, Casey's sitting over there like, we have? And Jamin's <laughs> like, yeah, like, I didn't want to be his friend for a while, but I've forgiven him. I mean, in the beginning, oh man, it was a thing. Oh, I got it backwards. Just kidding. He says I was a jerk when he met me. I guess it's probably true. I don't know. Whatever. It, it was like we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> All right, fine. go ahead. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Tell everyone about how I'm a jerk. I mean, in the beginning, I remember like being like, "Oh, we should play sometime," and then Jamin just being like, Psh, "I have a band. I don't need to play with you." Psh. I remember that being a thing. Okay. Sorry, you were, you were you were trying to be newfangled famous. So and now you play every week together. I mean, we pretty do. much. Oh. Yeah. Every week. Uh, Forgiveness. But I mean, like we've had little things here and there. I remember there was one time I made you mad with something that I posted, and like I could tell that you were upset at church, and like I caught you on the side. I said, "Dude, this relationship's too important to me for this to be like a problem between us. What do we need to do?" And like. During service, I think we tried to fix it, right? You know? And like that—that that was just like that's one moment. Um, I don't even remember that anymore. I do because I initiated the awkward conversation. <laughs> that makes sense. Which is hard to do. It is hard to do. But like that was a moment of I see that there's going to be a root here that's going to create problems if I don't address this right away, and I've got the weight of trying to keep the service going right now, and I also have this weight that I can tell is a problem that I wasn't sure if it was a problem about, but I could tell, let's just deal with it now because I can't handle both weights tonight. Right? <laughs> um, but needless to say, like that's easy to reconcile from. Whatever it was, Casey doesn't even remember it anymore. No, nope. I do, but I'm not gonna bring it up if he doesn't remember. I don't um, remember. <laughs> but then there are other moments where you have just been hurt so badly it does not matter how badly you are still required by the Bible to forgive. We've talked about that in previous episodes. You have to. It is a biblical command. Jesus expects that if you're going to be forgiven by him, you have to forgive whatever anyone's done to you. That is the radical, radical command of a king who has radically forgiven us already. There's then the hopeful expectation that we might reconcile and be a testimony to the rest of the world of just how beautiful forgiveness can really be. But reconciling takes two to tango. Forgiveness you can do by yourself. In fact, you can forgive someone who's dead, right? Like if someone uh, hurt you horribly, 
to the very day that they died and then they passed away, you can't have a conversation with them to reconcile. You can't go to them and try to try to fix it. They are gone. Uh, all you can do at this point is you still have the ability to forgive them for what they've done and to release them of the weight even though they're they're gone. But you can't fix that situation anymore. So reconciliation is not always possible, but forgiveness always is to the to the very end. Um but yeah, people who have been really, really hurt by one another, not small little thing like I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. Um, but people who have been really, really hurt, they can forgive, but they can't always move past it. Uh, sometimes it's too hard. Uh, and Paul tells us as far as it is, like, as far as you can for you, you have to do what you can. But again, if you're going to fix it together, that takes more. So... If you guys have any stories of reconciliation where that fullness is lived out, whether you've heard of a story or seen it in your own life. Wow. This makes me feel like I'm horrible at forgiveness. <laughs> I mean, I remember maybe you just don't make a lot of enemies. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the most prominent that comes to mind is actually your story. Dang it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It is, so that, that partially because you talked about it last Wednesday on oh, Ravenbrook. I thought you were talking about me being a jerk in college. No, no. No, this is, I'm thinking, you know, I was on the sideline for that story. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we can go into that story. So Casey was on the board. Right. So me and my associate pastor were having very strong fights at the time. Uh, it was mostly just because we were both gifted at the same thing. So there was a lot of overlap of here's the right way to do this. No, this is the right way to do this. No, remember I, you know, am leading. Yeah, but you're not leading. Right. You know, whatever the case may be, she's very, very gifted at all the same kind of things that I do. Oh, partially because she's been called to do the same kind of things that I do which is clear by the fact that she has now planted a church since then and done those things. Uh, but no matter what we did, we continually fell back into it. So my big part of the story that I remember the day I gave up, um, I felt like this will never be fixed and we might just have to keep working together miserably <laughs> or it, until it implodes in some way for the whole church to see and it'll just be painful. I was sitting on my front front uh, steps in my front yard and I was just sitting there praying and it just like, it's like, I'm done, I'm done. I sat there for like an hour <laughs> moping. And then I was like, all right, I'm going inside. And it was like in that moment, I suddenly had the thought, Okay, you've talked a lot about the Sermon on the Mount, Jamin. Now you gotta do it. It's like, no. <laughs> Bless your enemies. Like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> and, I don't wanna. Yeah, well, that's how it started. Then suddenly my mind just rapidly changed to, all right. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do. Sure, let's try it the Jesus way and see if that works. <laughs> yeah. Real, real pastoral of me, I know. Um, but I was like, okay, so I'm going to buy her gifts for like a week straight and just get them to her every day. So 
think there was one of those like fruit things that you send through people. You know what I'm talking about? Fruit baskets? They're not a fruit baskets. It's like a fruit art. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Fruit you, basket. You so. order it and they build this fruit thing and they deliver it to you. I think it's a fruit basket. Doesn't always call it. That sounds stupid. Fruit basket is just like, here's a basket of apples. This no. is like, I cut your cantaloupe in the shape of stars and put them into a pineapple like a wand. Fruit basket. Fine, it was a fruit basket. <laughs> there was that, there was Bath and Body Works, there was coffee gift card. You know, like every day I was doing this. And like, this was hard because I did not really want to do this. Yeah, you know. I remember like you telling me at the time it was like, I don't like you right now, but here, take the gift. <laughs> like I remember you you talking to me later about that. It was mixed motives. I have to be honest about it because I didn't want to do it, but I was doing it to try to be obedient to what I felt like Jesus was telling me I had to do. You know, uh, and so. I'd watch her get the gifts and she posts everything online. So I would watch from the sidelines. And part of me was softened by it. Because on one hand, I'm watching her talk about how I'm the greatest person in the world. <laughs> she doesn't know it's me, you know? We're at huge odds. She's, she's crying at night about how I've hurt her and she's celebrating in the day about how I'm blessing her. It's a very confusing time. <laughs> and so she's getting these, these gifts and she doesn't know it's me and I'm watching her post online like, just thank you so much. You don't know how much this means to me. I'm like, uh, okay. You know, like, I want to be mad at you, but apparently I'm making your life better. Maybe we could be friends. You know, I was like, it's confusing. And so like every day, something new and something. And then there's other parts of me that are still bitter. Like, oh, you wait till you find out it's me. We'll see your true intents. You know, like, will you be like, oh, it was you. Or will you like be blessed by it? You know, in the final day, the gift was just a framed picture of her and I hanging out at Meyer wearing the same clothes by accident. You know, like... <laughs> And like, I'm like, this is the day we're going to find out, like, does it all fall apart when she sees this or does this fix it? And she, she gets that picture and like, so touched that it was me and it repaired the situation. I was like, oh, reconciliation, like we've, we've not only jumped past forgiveness, but we've gotten to reconciliation for one week, maybe two. Eventually, there was something to disagree about again. <laughs> and immediately, we went like full reverse to where we were before. Um, I even like, one of, I hate the statement I made, like something about the gifts, like I was just angry or something like, those were supposed to turn you around. You know, like that wasn't the reason that they were given, but that was part of my hope is like, maybe this will fix uh, the problems that we're having. It's like, no, you just bless regardless um, of where it goes. That's what Jesus calls us to. He doesn't promise that if you walk that extra mile, it's going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah. If you turn the other cheek, he doesn't say, they won't slap you again. They very well might slap you again. Either way, it imploded all over again. And I had to kind of keep living in that blessing moment anyways. Uh, I think I compelled the board to like give $750 to the church that she went to plant. Somehow I was put in charge of her celebration ceremony. <laughs> you know, it's like just, and I, I had to go buy the gifts. I'm like, this is really hard. You know, like I'm 
I've already done this once during this, you know, and, but like, it's just constantly back to that. And then God convicted us both over time. At one point she said, sorry, I literally felt something fall off my back. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a spiritual, it felt like claws in my shoulders, just, oh no, she texted, sorry, I'm out. You know, like it just like <laughs> fell off. It's like, what the heck was that? Like Wait, there was like a gremlin up your back? What it felt like. I will never know how to explain that situation. But there I am, I pick up my phone, and it's like, sorry, I'm like, ah! It's like, what? And like I could breathe for the first time in forever. I was like, what just happened? Like, is there someone in this room? You know, it was just, it was weird. Um, and then ultimately, at a ceremony that she had on serving other people at her church, she made me go over and she washed my feet, which sounds weird in our context, but you know, from the biblical story of Jesus washing uh, the feet of his disciples, including Judas, you know, this one who's going to hurt him so badly and get him killed. Um, that was what she did for me, and then I did for her. And at that moment, that was like the ultimate, okay, this is done, you know. Now we're not only friends, but family. Uh, um, there's been like the full reconciliation. I don't have that story for everyone else though. And Casey knows just how like dense this situation was. It was, he was on the board, he heard some of the I heard most of everything, actually. Yeah. Well, because you're also my friend, and I, you're the one that I was talking to yeah. the most. Um, but it was not pretty. It was not something you would think reconciliation would be at the end. Right. But if you hand things over to Jesus, it can happen. Shane Claiborne, in one of his books, it's just like story of reconciliation after reconciliation. There are people he write about, writes about, like, they killed their son to steal his wallet and found five bucks. They killed his son over five bucks. And yet these people are trying to fight that this man does not get the death penalty because Jesus doesn't want him to die. He wants him to be redeemed. They're fighting over their son's murderer to not get the death penalty. Not only that, but like, they seem to have become friends with him as they've worked with him over the time and as they've gone to court and tried to fight that he not get the death penalty. That's a Jesus kind of reconciliation. That's not human reconciliation. I remember one speaker at a conference uh, from another country. Uh, someone called him up on the phone. They're like, hey, um, really excited. Here's how many... Uh, people got uh, baptized at our church this year. It's like, that wasn't very many. Like last year you called me like four times as much. Why, why are you so excited this year? It's like, well, uh, three of the people who got baptized tied my wife to a tree and raped her in front of me. And yet we went and prayed for them and made them our friends and got them saved. Like. Ain't no human story ever gonna tell a story like that. There's not many people who will ever create any kind of reconciliation, let alone forgiveness after something like that. In many ways, we even feel like that just almost feels wrong to forgive, even though Jesus calls us to forgive it. And yet these people go the extra mile to, yeah, they did that. And so his wife and him and others went and shared the gospel with them and 
got them saved. Like those are those stories are real. They do exist. And they certainly are testimonies of just how crazy reconciliation can be. Uh, do you you remember the story of the Amish shooter? You you might have been really young at that time. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I remember seeing it in the news. I just remember the story after. Oh, I remember seeing the news. Yeah. Guy walks into an Amish schoolhouse, shoots plenty of them. A um, few. One girl's still to stay like handicapped from it, I think, and then he kills himself. And the Amish responded by forgiving him and then getting, I think, a college fund together for his kids and going to his funeral to attend it on behalf of the rest of the family who's both surprised at what's happened horribly surprised and trying to deal with how to process this you know like that's the radical forgiveness and i think i think that uh the shooter's either mom or wife like still goes to the amish every week and helps take care of like some of those who are handicapped from that moment like there's a level of reconciliation that seems impossible and forgiveness that seems impossible but it comes about because that's just what the gospel does if we allow it uh and we'll never naturally allow it i would have never naturally bought gifts for my enemy <laughs> right <laughs> never you know uh would have never thought of that that was a jesus thing we we have to choose to decide if we're gonna do what jesus calls us to do or if we're just gonna say it's not worth it. It always takes two to tango. Not everyone's gonna be open to reconciliation. Um, but if we follow Jesus closely enough and we go a radical distance sometimes, we'll get there. Well, with that, um, this has been a little bit of a mini-series on forgiveness. Uh, the, and today's final kind of episode on that is forgiveness when it's lived out in its fullness extent. What can happen? We encourage you, whatever you're dealing with, you know, pursue inner healing with it, pursue reconciliation with it, and pursue releasing it. You know, that that will release you as well. Uh, even secular people have caught on to that. There was a woman, she was a, a Jew, who was caught up in a concentration camp. And she's not even a Christian, and yet all she does now is preach forgiveness um, because when she forgave, she was a twin. And if you know anything about what that meant in Nazi Germany, it means that she was, a lot of horrible experiments were done to her and her sister. Um, and her sister didn't survive, if I remember right, and she did. And to forgive all of that, she, she preaches it to the end that that is, she would even say like, we forgive partially for ourselves, not always for other people. Uh, what it does to us internally is very powerful and releases us from the bondage that it holds over us. I think if someone who's uh, not following Jesus can catch on to that, then we all can. So forgive, forgive, forgive. And then if they hurt you again, forgive, forgive, forgive. And so goes the pattern.